What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fulfillment Podcast, where we discover a better you by finding fulfillment in life, relationships, and finance. I'm your host, Josh, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the secrets to a fulfilling relationship. And what are they? What do they mean, right? So diving deep on a couple of different things, things that I've learned, right? Things that I've understood and discovered for myself. Um, and I really want to dive into the root of it and not just be surface level on things, right? Physical attraction and stuff like that, right? That's very surface level, but I want to dive into the root. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. All right, guys. So secrets to fulfilling relationship. What does that mean? All right. So I really, I've got two major ones. I want to keep it super simple. I want to keep it really, really easy to understand. And I want to make it something that you guys can implement really today. If you're single, you can implement it in your dating life. If you're dating somebody, you can implement it in your relationship immediately. If you're married and you've already got kids or you're building a family or something's going along, right? You can take it and you can kind of do an audit on your relationship to see if you guys are doing these things in the relationship right now that can you know, possibly either make things better or continue to grow it and make it even a more beautiful relationship. So we'll start off with the first round, right? The first one is going to be more of the surface level one. And that's this, right? It's, it's an attraction, right? It's, it's a physical attraction to somebody, right? There's, there's two sides to it. There's an emotional attraction and then there's a physical attraction. So I'm talking the physical attraction piece, right? You want to be attracted to somebody. And I think this can grow as time goes on. But I think that there's a physical attraction piece that starts when the relationship is initiated. And that's really what brings the two people together, I think, initially. Unless there's some extenuating circumstance where you're stuck on a desert island or you're in a sinking ship together, right? And you go through some crazy hardship and then you come out the other side. You may not even be attracted to each other. But through that hardship, you have this commonality between each other. And that grows and builds into a, a relationship, right? So that's, that's a pretty extreme example of maybe you're not physically attracted to somebody right away. But as you build and go over time, right? It can become that way. If you've seen the show, um, gosh, what is that show called? Oh, it's a uh, blind date or something. What is it? Gosh, love is blind. That's what it is. Love is blind. If you've seen love is blind, right? It's based on this concept of taking physical attraction out of the relationship and seeing if you can connect on a more of an emotional level and see if that is almost like a secret to success in a relationship. And what they find is that you can definitely build an attraction for somebody through hearing their voice and learning as much as you can about them on the emotional side, right? Learning about them emotionally. But when it comes to actually meeting face-to-face, not all the relationships make it. Actually, of the ones that actually get to the point where they, I don't know why they have to get engaged before they see each other, but they have to get engaged to the point where they think they're going to get married. And then they get to meet. So they get to see each other face-to-face. Well, what happens is as soon as they meet each other, they're like, I'd say almost 70% of the time, 70, 75% of the time, they're like, oh boy, right? And while they may have this initial reaction of, oh my God, you're gorgeous and you're beautiful, right? And I can't believe I'm so lucky and all this stuff because that's what they say a lot of times, right? They're like, oh, I can't believe it. You're way more, you're, you know, you're way hotter than I thought you were, or, you know, whatever. I'm super lucky to get you. But what happens is that's almost like a front that they're putting on, right? So that's their their conscious mind. That's their conscious pretty much being projected. And they're talking about what they really feel um, in their conscious. But the subconscious immediately knows if it's attraction or not right off the bat. Like immediately, as soon as the doors open, you know right away whether or not you're attracted. And I think I talked about this in one of my previous episodes. Um, I forget which one it was, but it's basically this, I have this theory is called the door theory, right? And through this concept is basically it's imagine a scenario where 
you and um, the other person, right, whoever it is you're going to meet, you you see each other for the first time. So you, so you walk up, you're both standing on either sides of a door, right? Maybe they come over to your house and you're standing on the inside of the door and they knock and you walk up to the door, you turn the handle and you open the door. Within that first millisecond of you laying eyes on each other, as soon as you see them, you know in your subconscious whether or not you are attracted to them, right? And you may be able to, your, your conscious and subconscious at that moment are the same, right? It's that gut instinct to where everything happens together unanimously, right? Now, while you're conscious, the, the part that actually gets verbalized and vocalized and projected physically, right, through your emotions and facial expressions and all that stuff, the, the conscious will project something that follows immediately after. It's the, the analyzed version of what just happened in your head as that gut instinct, right? But your subconscious will always remember kind of what happened initially. And this happens through the love is blind experiment when they take the physical like attraction piece out of it and then they introduce that later after they've already gone through the emotional connection and decide to get married based on the emotional connection then they get to the point where they are like okay great now we get to introduce you guys physically and then they do it and half of the time it doesn't even work right half the time they're like subconsciously because sub subconsciously that's what's going to be something that creates a lasting relationship. If you are subconsciously attracted to the person, right? That means you're down to your heart, to your core. You are attracted to them, then it'll work. If you're not, then it's not going to, right? It'll, it'll lead to resentment down the road and you're going to feel like you're settling or one of the partners will feel like they're settling and then it's going to build this kind of like animosity and you're going to distance each other and then eventually it'll, it'll break off, right? You're not unless you're like living in the 20s or something, right? Back when people just kind of force themselves through it right and stuck with somebody even if they weren't happy if you're looking for a genuine relationship with genuine happiness where you're both really there for each other you're you're going to have that in the subconscious you're going to have the physical attraction to the, of the person in the subconscious now with that being said i do think you can build physical attraction over time it does grow and i think that plays into the second piece of this whole side which is the emotional attraction right and how do you build emotional attraction I will probably give you, if I had to say in my experience of being single, going through dating, obviously dating two very beautiful girls and, you know, going through those breakups, but the dating experience and the people that I've met and everything that I've gone through, I have learned that I think this is, and this is why I did the episode, because I really think this is the biggest thing that you could possibly say in terms of how you can actually build a genuine connection if you take this lesson to you take this point and you build it you put it into your relationship if you're, in, if you're in a relationship right now if you're in a marriage right now if you're shit if you're in sales right and you're trying to grow your sales this is actually a really good way to build a connection with a you know a client in terms of building a connection growing connection and getting them to trust and then to move forward with the sale but it, it it relies on a lot of different things but I think the biggest thing in the relationship this is the one thing that I have deducted as the most important thing in a relationship to build trust and everything else is vulnerability I think vulnerability is the hands down most important thing you can have in a relationship and I'll tell you why right imagine a relationship that has no vulnerability right Two people, they're not vulnerable to each other. You don't express yourselves. You're not, um, you're not speaking your mind. You're not sharing your beliefs. You're not doing any of these things, right? You kind of bottle it up, keep it held, held inside. Imagine how those relationships are. It's probably pretty dry, right? There's no emotional connection. Now, if you're just in it for sex or the physical piece of it, sure, great. That's probably awesome, right? Then you don't have to get connected and there's, no, there's, there's nothing that leads past it, right? There's no what we call strings attached. So nothing drives further, right? 
However, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about building a genuine relationship, something where you're actually like connected with somebody, right? So you're you're genuinely going to be happy with this relationship. This is somebody that you can pretty much die next to in the grave and you guys are still holding hands. It's one of those kind of like heart-held stories that people want to hear. It's this genuine love in a relationship and it's built on the foundation of vulnerability. Now, I think vulnerability is so cool because when you open up with somebody else, it allows them to understand the same thing and want to do the same thing with you. And then through that, it builds different layers, right? It builds a layer of trust. It grows whatever attraction you have. And it builds a really unique connection that you have with somebody because if you're vulnerable with them and they're vulnerable with you, chances are there's some things that you guys haven't shared with other people that you're only sharing with each other. And that's what makes it a unique relationship. That's what makes it different than a friendship or different than something else because you're vulnerable together. And you can be vulnerable in two different ways, okay? You can be vulnerable physically and you can be vulnerable emotionally. Now, what does that mean, right? Physically, I think a physical vulnerability, if somebody is able to be physically vulnerable with somebody, right? They're able to express their their love and stuff physically. That's based on confidence. I, I truly believe that it's based on the confidence the individual has in themselves to be able to to do that, to express that, right? Um, I know some people are not physically confident in themselves, right? And they don't like that. That's actually a trait that I, I look for in a girl, somebody who is physically confident because I, I feel like I am that way and I would like somebody else to be that way. So physical confidence, I think, leads to physical vulnerability. Now, at the same time, there's also an emotional side to the vulnerability. Now, what does that mean, right? What is emotional vulnerability? I think emotional vulnerability is based on trust. When you are vulnerable with somebody emotionally, it builds a layer of trust with them. And that is what I think if you ask most people, right? If you say, hey, what is the most important thing in a relationship? What, what do you think, in your opinion, is the most important thing in a relationship? It, the response will probably be either trust or communication, right? It would probably be one of those things. But at a deeper level, what is more important and what builds the trust and what builds the communication? It's your ability to be vulnerable together. If you can be vulnerable to somebody, they know a layer and a side of you that nobody else understands. And that right there is what strengthens trust and builds trust, subconscious trust. You can say, I trust you. And I can say, I trust you, right? We can say these things. However, does it really mean it's happening? Probably not. But if I'm going to be vulnerable with you and share very intimate things and, and talk about things that really do bother me and not bottle things up and keep them and, and get them off my chest and, and dump them on you to help and for you to listen and stuff like that, right? If you do stuff like that, that builds trust. That means I trust you that you can take these things and I'm not going to get it thrown back in my face or that you can take these things and help me grow. I'm being vulnerable to. I'm opening up a side of me that that wants help in this thing, right? So think about that when we think about what emotional vulnerability is because I think vulnerability at the physical level is, is imperative, right? It is very, very, very important because you have to be able to be physically vulnerable to somebody if you want to build that connection that's different than a friendship or anything else you have going on. But the emotional side is the side I think we don't really tap into enough. And I think we, we try and shelter ourselves because when you do that, you open yourself up, right? If you're vulnerable with somebody and you open yourself up, it, it leaves you capable of being attacked or it leaves you vulnerable, right? There we go again. It leaves you vulnerable of being attacked or being hurt, right? And a lot of people don't like getting hurt because hurt is obviously painful and it's something that you try to avoid. You don't want to be hurt. You don't want to be hurt physically. You don't want to be hurt emotionally. So we try to avoid those things. So we, a lot of times, will not open up. 
Now, here's one thing that I've learned. I've learned that in order to build, because the trick is, right, if you want to, and, and we'll talk from my perspective right right now as a single person, um, as a single guy, if you want to build vulnerability with somebody, the, the best way to build a connection with somebody is to be vulnerable, right? And if you want to build that vulnerability, you have to take the lead first. And this goes for, so any of you guys that are listening, if you're, if you're single, if you're dating, or if you're married, right? If you're in either one of those situations, doesn't matter. You can try this tomorrow. You can try this today. You can, as soon as you're listening to this, you can try this today. Try and build a relationship with somebody based on vulnerability. And you can do that by asking questions and getting to learn something about the person that you're with or the other person that you're trying to be vulnerable with, right? Best way I see this happening is be vulnerable yourself and understand, like, lead, right? Take the, take the lead. If you imagine, so think of this situation. Imagine you're at a party, right? And somebody makes up um, some charcuterie, right? And they, they bring it out for people to eat and enjoy, and they place it down on the table. Now, if I were to do that, if, if, if somebody were to do that, they were to bring it out the party and place it on the table, depending on the group of people and how together they were, let's just say, let's just say there's two people, right? The person that brings the tray out and then somebody that's uh, sitting on a couch or something, right? Or sitting in a waiting room or whatever. There's one other person there. Now they place it on the table, right? The person brings it out, sets it on the table. Now, if they don't take anything, do you think that person sitting on the couch or the chair or whatever is more or less likely to take anything off that dish? They're probably far less likely to do it, right? Now, if that person places it down and then takes a couple pieces of whatever, you know, some uh, blocks of cheese and some meat or whatever, and they eat it and then they, you know, start talking, do you think the person sitting down is far more likely or less likely to do it? probably more likely, right, than the, than the previous scenario. So just with that example right there, that's an example of leading, right? So whatever you want the uh, the subject or the other person that you're conversing with, right, calling them the subject sounds like an experiment. It kind of is. kind of is an experiment. And you can take this experiment, you can try it today. But try that and notice when you lead or you do what you're trying to get out of someone else, but you do it first, right? So you bring the value to the conversation or you bring whatever it is that you're trying to do first. Watch how much easier it is for them to do the same thing. This goes with everything, right? I I mentioned earlier, not just relationships, but with sales too. If you try to do something and bring value to your client first before you trying to get value out of them, they're far more likely to work with you than if you approach them and try to only get something from them. It's insane, right? But it's crazy, but it's that easy. So with that example, right, by leading, in order to gain vulnerability with somebody, you take the lead. You do whatever it is you're trying to do first. So if you're meeting with somebody, right, in a dating scenario, if you're trying to sit down and talk to somebody, the first thing you can do, be vulnerable with them. Imagine someone comes up to you and, uh, I don't know, we'll say we'll say uh, a cute girl, right? She's like, hey, I'm, I'm really sorry, like, I'm having a really hard time with this. I don't know, maybe she's trying to tie her shoe, right? She's, she's a super smart girl, but she's got her hands full or something. And uh, she's like, hey, I'm having a hard time. Can you help me tie my shoe? Right? She's being vulnerable. It may be a very, very simple example and a very simple way of showing it, but she's being vulnerable and saying, hey, I can't do something. Do you mind helping me? And then that would be my, I'd be like, oh, yeah, of course. And then, you know, I'd reach down to help her out. I'd be like, do you need a hand with anything else? You know, like then she's like shown this acceptance. And now I feel like I'm able to open up and be kind of like a little bit vulnerable with her, right? A little bit cooler with her. And it starts this conversation and it allows this, um, this attraction or this intimacy to, to begin building, but it's based on what happened first, right? She was vulnerable first. Now I feel like I can be vulnerable back. 
And the same thing goes if you're in a marriage or in a relationship already. If something is missing in the communication or the trust in your world and in your relationship, try being vulnerable. Try try asking questions and getting to know them. The biggest, the best way that you can do that is to get to know or to dive in deeper about the person. And at a genuine level. Don't make it surface level. It needs to be genuine. You really want to find out what it is that's bugging them. Or try and figure, like if you have an idea, say that. Say, hey, I, I really think the way I said something earlier to you, you know, the way I um, told you to close the door wasn't very nice. And I, I apologize. Like, I, I guess I didn't realize it at the time how bad it came off. But now I kind of think about it and it, it sounded really bad, right? And you're being vulnerable with them. Now they respond like, that's okay. I mean, I appreciate you saying that. That was actually bothering me. So that's, that's really cool you said that. Like, I appreciate it. Thanks. You know, and then you like get this like elephant out of the room and everything's, you know, back to normal. Maybe you guys are a little bit closer, right? So, so take a look at vulnerability and how you can implement that in what you're doing. There is a study done. Um, I forget who it was that did it, but there was a study done and it was how to build love between two people no matter what. Right. And it was it was pretty much trying to figure out if there's a trivial way to um, to create love between, a, you know, a, a couple people. And what they found out was this exact thing. Right, They found out that vulnerability is the most important piece to a relationship. And they tried to figure out, is there a way that you can manufacture or manifest vulnerability in a relationship or just between two people? They could be complete strangers. And is there a way that you can generate vulnerability between two complete strangers um, with the, with a simple set of rules or some, or a set of things that you can do, right? With a simple scenario. And what the doctor did is he designed 36 different questions, really getting so designed to get to know the person and then the, the person would respond. Now, in order to do this, right, both parties have to be willing to play. So I have to be, so party A and party B, so myself and whoever it is I'd be talking to have to be willing to engage and to go through this. It doesn't work if only one person is trying to ask the questions and the other person's disengaged in merely answering with a few words and not giving anything back. If that happens, then it's not going, you're not going to be able to build vulnerability, you're not going to be able to build trust, and you're most likely not going to be able to build a relationship. But if both people are into it, right, person A and person B are both into this and they're both asking equal questions, then it works, right, and it builds. And this is what they found. Over the course of 36 questions, the questions start very generic, right? Uh, getting to know your favorite color, where are you from? Um, really cool, basic things like if you could be famous for something, what would it be and why? Right. So very, very, very simple things. And as the questions go down the list, as they get further along, they get more and more um, vulnerable. Right. So they get more and more kind of like intimate about who you are and things that you've gone through as a person. So you know what was one of the hardest things that you've gone through in your life, and what did you learn from it? Right? What are what's the one of the difficult, most difficult things that you've experienced? You know, things like that that really start diving into a deeper level of relationship. And then by the end, by the end of thirty six questions, what they discovered was that the two people wanted to have a follow up date. They would have a follow up date. So to the point where they both became intimately interested in each other, to where they wanted to continue to develop this relationship. Now, I don't want, I don't know what the statistics are because they stopped following it at that point, right? They just, they wanted to see if you could build a connection between two people with some simple set of guidelines. So like asking questions, right? So ask this many questions or ask sets of questions that get based on this, which is, you know, getting more vulnerable as the questions get asked. Does it develop something that can create some sort of resemblance of love and attraction? And it does, right? I think by demonstrating that 
by asking the questions, somebody that you would never care about seeing again or have involved in your life at all, you all of a sudden you did. You do you wanted to follow up with them and continue to pursue a, a mutual, you know, agreement or something to where you would each see each other. So I think that's really, really cool. And I think it begs to show that there's definitely promise in the more you get to know and the more you try and get to know about a person intimately, the better it is. And how do you build that? Well, you can't just start off with, do you love me, right? That doesn't work. I, I, I would say no 100% of the time to anybody that asked me that damn question because it would be stupid, right? You, no, I don't fucking know you. Why, would I, why in the hell would I love you? I don't know you. You're weird, right? Even if you're the most attractive person in the world, I, I don't care. That's kind of weird. So that wouldn't work. But you can get to a point in a relationship where you build a relation, where you ask the questions, you build a vulnerability, you gain the trust, and then you get into a relationship. And then at some point, right, you can end up with love. So I think it's very, very cool. I will say that I have noticed between two major relationships that I had in my life, right? I will say one had an extreme level of vulnerability to it, and the other had a lot less layer of vulnerability to it, both physically, I think, and emotionally. Now, the one that had more vulnerability based in the relationship, I would say I was much happier or felt more at peace in that relationship. I felt like I was at home, right? I could be open. I could be honest. I could share things. There was a physical connection because of the physical vulnerability that we both shared. It was very, very open. And then the other one, right? Very happy relationship, wonderful person, beautiful girl, right? All these things. However, I just, I think it lacked, you know, the physical and a layer of emotional vulnerability that it, it just wasn't quite there. I didn't feel like I could totally open up, right? And, and I think she um, had some growing to do just in the physical vulnerability. But I think that has a lot to share about things, right? And I think that has a lot to say. And it, it, it kind of proves, I would say, that I, I really genuinely think that vulnerability is hands down the most important thing that you can have in a relationship because it is the foundation to the trust and the attraction and the connection that you build with them as a relationship grows and as it develops. Try it. If you're, if you're a single out there and you're trying to build a connection with somebody, if somebody's willing to have a conversation with you, if you're on a dating app or you're meeting them in the street or you're getting a beer or whatever, if you're if somebody's willing to, to have a conversation so they, they talk, so they're actually like a, a person and they respond to questions that are asked, right? And you can get away with questions with them, try that. Come up with, I don't know, come up with two or three pretty baseline questions that kind of start off as let's get to know you, you know, like what are you, what are you, who are you and what are you up to? You know, kind of like, you could be famous so let's use that as an example right if you could be famous for anything what would it be and why and use that as a as a baseline and then build you know some other ones off there and just siphon between the three of them and give it a shot and then as time goes right as you continue to talk and hang out with each other keep asking questions just try that try just continuing to ask questions because everybody's favorite subject is themselves if you'll notice that Everybody's favorite subject is themselves. And if somebody's inquisitive about you and they want to get to know you at a genuine level and they express that, not robotically, but they express genuine interest in who you are, then they'll really want to get to know who you are and you really like to share it. So try that. Get to know somebody. Ask these genuine questions and, and really try and dive in to things with them and notice how things will be different than in the relationship where you didn't try this. Right? It, it is I think it's incredibly interesting how drastically things can change. Now I do this when I when I meet somebody, right? And if I if I really like the girl and she's uh, she's com, com uh, not confrontational but com, um, 
fucking having a converse, conversation. I couldn't think of the word. Conversational. She's conversational. Words are hard. It's 2020. Get off my back. Words are hard. Um, but if she's conversational and she's willing to talk, genuinely that leads to like a, like a one-on-one date. So like a, a physical date. We'll go out. We'll get a drink or we'll go hiking or, or something like that, right? If we get to that point, right? Generally, I've been asking some questions at this point. Now, I notice that if I ask questions to them and they answer them, then that's good, right? However, if they don't ask anything about me, what I do is I continue to ask questions. So I'll, I'll continue to ask questions no matter what. As long as they're answering questions, I'll, answer, I'll ask them, right? As long as they're answering, I'll continue to ask. However, if they don't ask anything about me, I know it's not going to go anywhere. I know in the back of my mind that that relationship's not going to go anywhere. And the reason for it, right, is because they don't care about me. I care a lot about them, and they like talking about themselves. That's great. I'm glad like they're having a really, really good time. However, they're not interested in who I am. They don't care about me, right? They would if they started asking questions. So as I continue to ask questions, I notice if a girl is setting herself apart from other people, from the other girls in the dating pool, right? If she's setting herself apart, she's going to stop me from trying to just continue to get to know her, and she's going to actually want to get to know me. And that is how I figure out if somebody's genuinely interested. They're going to start asking questions about me, at the same time as I'm trying to ask questions and get to know about them. And then what happens is you build this back and forth of, I want to get to know about you. Then she wants to get to know about me and we get to know each other. And it builds that vulnerability. It's the craziest thing. But as you start spelling it out, you can start to see, and it kind of makes sense, right? It makes sense on the way this whole thing plays out and works. And you don't have to like, I I talk about it in the dating because that's where I'm at, but you don't have to just do it in the dating. You can do it in a relationship. You can do it in sales, right? Because I, I do the same thing in sales. That's a big, big piece, right? Is if you're vulnerable with your audience and you're vulnerable with the person you're working with, they're most likely, they're more likely to work with you. But in the dating side, right? When I, when I talk about that, that's, that's definitely, that's like, that's the technique I use. And that's how I learn these little things about people that if they're actually interested in me, they're going to stop talking about themselves because everybody's favorite subject is themselves. They're going to stop talking about themselves and they're going to want to learn and talk about me. They want to hear me talk about me and tell them and and be vulnerable to them. So it's a very, very, very interesting concept, but it's very, very successful. And it's very cool too. Once it starts working, you, you start creating this relationship that is stronger than other relationships that you have. And to be honest, like that's what you need. You need somebody you can be vulnerable with. You need somebody you can be open with. You need somebody you can trust and you can communicate openly with, and you're not hiding anything. And you build this one of a kind connection with somebody because there's nobody else that you're sharing these same things with. And it's mutual. It's on both sides, right? So you're both, you're both doing the same thing. I think it's the coolest thing. It's the coolest thing. Now, one thing that's really, really important too, I want to say this for sure. One thing that's very important to remember is vulnerability is not the same thing as desire. We can, and the, and the reason I say this is because I think we can, we can try and trick ourselves to thinking that consciously we're being vulnerable, but subconsciously we are not. You have to be on the same plane. Conscious, your, your conscious and subconscious have to be at the same level. You have to be able to be vulnerable at a subconscious level to where you're genuinely opening up about things that you, you could get hurt on, right? You could get hurt. Now remember, don't, don't be attached to the way that things have to happen. Don't be attached to the way that they have to hear it or they have to respond to it or anything like that because then you build pain and then you're manifesting your own heart's pain. And you don't want to do that. 
But you have to understand that if you're truly being vulnerable with somebody, then they're going to see that and they're going to know that. And you're going to know that your subconscious, your heart is going to know that at the same time. And that's what makes it real. So do not confuse vulnerability with desire, right? Sometimes we think, oh, I, I want them to love me, right? I want them to like me. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing things that are being, I'm being vulnerable with them. I'm telling them things. Yeah, but you got to really ask yourself if that's what's going on in your subconscious. Because just because, just because you desire something and you want them to be the same way with you, doesn't mean you're building that connection with them at that level, right? Just because you want someone to love you does not mean you're being vulnerable. You have to be genuinely vulnerable with somebody at an open level to the point almost where you're detached from building a connection with them. If you're like just trying to get to know them and go out there with the understanding like, I don't care how this goes, they could take it, they could not. It doesn't matter. We're going to see how it builds. But if they start responding to the point where it starts building, and then great, just don't get deta- don't get attached to the way that it has to work. Don't get attached to every time you start doing with somebody this with somebody, that it's going to be something that works. Detach yourself. Detach yourself and understand that not everybody's going to be somebody that's going to be asking questions about you. You may start asking questions about them, and they may just be loving it. They may absolutely love it, and they'll have a great time. Trust me. If you get somebody that just loves talking about themselves, and you're always you're asking all the questions, they're going to have an amazing time. Notice it. Anytime that you go away from a date or a meet up with somebody and they just ask all these things and they really want to get to know you and all this stuff, you're going to have an awesome time, right? But if you go out with somebody and the opposite happens and all they do is talk about themselves, well, shit, it's going to be pretty miserable, isn't it? Because they don't care about you. Now, the same thing's true in this. If you're just asking questions about somebody else all the time, they're going to have an amazing time, which means, hey, you can shake hands at the end of it and go the other way. But if they start asking questions about you, then you're like, oh, cool. This may actually lead to something. So it's something important to leave in the back of your mind. Don't get attached to the place to, to the idea that just because you're being vulnerable or just because you're asking these questions, that's going to work out because it's not necessarily that way. Vulnerability is not the same thing as desire. You are not going to, you have to be genuinely open and build vulnerability with somebody. You can't just desire their love right? You have to be able to do it. You have to be able to trust. You can't just say, I love you, right? And this is, this is kind of like what I mean by this, if it doesn't make sense already. What I mean is some people think just because they say, I love you means that they're being vulnerable and they're opening themselves up and they're being there for them, which is not the case. You have to put somebody else before yourself. You have to genuinely want them to be happy before yourself, which is the whole concept behind me asking all the questions. And if they really want to get to know me, they're going to stop putting themselves first by talking about themselves and answering all these questions. And they're actually going to cut me off. And they're going to be like, okay, stop. You've asked me so much about me. I want to get to know about you. And then they're going to ask some similar questions or the same ones back, right? Hopefully they, they mix it up a little bit and they ask you know some interesting ones just because you've been asking some interesting ones too. But when they cut themselves off from talking about their favorite subject and they want to get to know about you, that's how you know it's genuine. And that's when you can start figuring things out. Just because you say I love you to somebody doesn't mean you're being genuine. Okay? Doesn't mean you're being vulnerable. No, it doesn't. You can definitely shelter your heart and shelter everything inside you and say I love you. It's happened. (laughs) I fucking lived through it. So don't think that that's the case. All right? Cool. Well, hey, I appreciate you guys for listening in. I think this is a cool one. I love it. I personally, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a super awesome thing. Vulnerability is super important. You have to be vulnerable with people you're talking to. Heck, I think I'm being vulnerable. And that's why I think this podcast is so cool because I'm being vulnerable with you guys in the podcast. If you listen to the very first episode, I put it all out there. 
right? I, t I tell you about all these things and I pretty much get it off my chest. Now the cool thing about that is I'm sharing about it and now you feel this connection with me, right? And that's how it would work in the, in the market, right? That's how it would work in a, in a business standpoint. But the same thing, same concepts, same principles work in relationships with so I hope you guys get a lot out of it. I hope a lot of these examples um, ring true. Remember, vulnerability, both physically and emotionally, is the most important thing in terms of building a successful and a happy relationship, a genuinely happy relationship. That's how you build love, and that's where it all comes down to as a foundation. So I hope you guys take a lot out of this. Hope you can implement it. I'm telling you, start today. Implement this in your life. Other than that, follow us, give me some feedback. Let me know if there's some certain things that you guys want me to touch on or talk about a little bit more. Um, I'm on Instagram at fulfillment underscore lifestyle. And then also hit me up on uh, Podbean and Apple Podcasts. If you guys can go on there and rate the podcast, rate the show, um, send some feedback there too. I love it. It just helps get the word out and helps spread the message to as many people as possible. Share it with your friends. And other than that, appreciate you guys for tuning in. We'll see you in the next one.